When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin Fields was unbelievable on Sunday. It's Adam Crowley calling on that fourth down in the Steel City. He doesn't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he did, anyway, it'd be good. Chicago lost 35 to 32. They've given up on the defensive side. They traded a couple of players away. They're tanking on that side of the ball. Where they're not tanking is offensively, where Luke Getze continues to figure things out. They brought in Chase Claypool. Justin Fields was awesome. As a Steelers fan, Colin. Yes. I would love to see every game the rest of the season look for the Steelers like it looked for the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Have your young quarterback kick ass, lose anyway, know you got your guy for the future, but also get a high draft pick. What say you? That'd be great in an ideal world. I don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers scoring 30 points in any football game they play in the rest of the year. <laughs> it, would, right. it, it would be great. I mean, it would be. I can't. Okay, now this to me is a better question that is is from that, though. The, the, the derivative is that initial question that you just asked. Can Kenny Pickett look good and not score a bunch of points? Can he look good and average 18 points a game or 21 points a game? Can that happen and him not score 30 points? And you say at the end of the year, what well, we got left now? You know what? The NFL is so screwed up for going away from 16, 16 games because the math sucks. But- My entire life, Colin, I've known how to evaluate a team going into the season because I go, boop, 9 and 7, bang, right. 8 and 8. Oh, that guy's 6 and 10. I agree. It sucks. So they got uh, nine games left. To answer your question, yes, I think you can. And I'll point to that Miami Dolphins game where all game they were bogged down offensively. Mm -hmm. Those final two drives, Kenny Pickett was awesome until he threw those big picks. Well, those are kind of a big deal. I know. But if he doesn't throw either of those picks, they don't score a lot of points. But he plays big in clutch time, so I think he could look good not averaging a lot of points if he's able to, you know, play well on third downs and convert, or red zone here and there, or at the end of games, if you could pull one or two out that way instead of lose it the way that he did. Yeah, I think it's possible. Hmm. Uh, I think it's, man, it would be the outlier of all outliers, though that the quarterback would play very good and you'd be convinced he's the guy. I mean, he's going to be the guy moving forward. I I think that's pretty much fact. They're not going to draft another quarterback. They're going to give him a shot next year, but the confidence level in him, I don't know if it can be sky high unless he has a couple games. Like I don't want to say like fields just had because that was otherworldly, but unless he is undeniably the best player in the field, I think there will be questions. And I find it tough that those questions could all be put to bed. If, the offense scores 16, 17 points a game. I mean, I it's a lot harder that way. I mean, it would be you would you would be looking for moments or drives and those clutch things that I was talking about 
It's a lot easier to be wowed uh-huh. with what Justin Fields just did. We're going to get to the end of the season and have no answer on if Kenny Pickett is closer to being a bona fide good, uh, worthy of a first-round pick starting quarterback than we had at St. Vincent last year. I just I have that sneaky feeling. This yeah, is a, a this is an incredible redshirt year. Yeah, because you'd be a year down the road now, and you still wouldn't know. And it's uh, I, I hate to always come back to this, but it's another reason why they're absolutely moronic for not firing Matt Canada for two reasons. One, I think it would give Kenny Pickett a better shot to succeed. And I think you'd have more of a buy-in overall from the offensive players who clearly don't have the time of day for what Matt Canada is thinking. And secondly, you would also then have a built-in excuse. So at the end of the year, you could say, listen, it didn't work with Canada. We thought the best thing was to fire Mike Sullivan and then, you know what, it turned out that's just too much of a curveball for a rookie quarterback. You could blame it on that instead of all the pressure in the world falling on Kenny. So to me, they failed twofold. You mentioned something in the first segment that I that I have been thinking about a lot, though. And that's that you're not convinced that Matt Canada is going to be fired at the end of the year. Why is that? Because of the Steelers' loathsome ways of admitting mistakes. And it would be admitting mistake. Now, if there's ever a time for them to admit mistakes, and they have at year's end, They've done that before, but I just wonder if they think that players aren't performing or the coach isn't coaching well, and if it tilts towards the former rather than the latter. I, I did I, look. I think look the, the the vast majority think so, and the safe bet is he will be fired. But man. This is also an organization that I think when Mike Tomlin, a couple of different times, he's been at the at kind of low points in his career, and all of a sudden, bang, here comes a contract extension. Yeah, and I can't get over what Doug Whaley told us last week on the Fan Morning Show. And it wasn't that he knew specifically, but it's an educated guess from a man who does know Mike Tomlin. And he said that Mike Tomlin may not be firing Matt Canada because the media is so loudly saying to fire Matt Canada. And it dovetails with everything that I've heard about Mike Tomlin, too. I mean, the hubris, the stubbornness. And if that's the case, well, the media shouting is not going to stop. It's only going to get louder as the season goes on and as you get to the offseason. I'd still put it, I'd put it probably 60-40 he's gone, but we should know that it's going to happen. And and I don't know that anybody would proclaim with certainty that it is. He's also impossible to show, to have compassion for. You don't know nothing about, you don't know nothing. That sounded great. You don't know anything about Matt Canada's family. You don't, he's not tried to, even when he was at Pitt, endear himself to the city at all. He's short and terse in media conferences. He's not, you don't know what makes him tick. He is absolutely does the bare amount of media that he has to do. You never, I have not yet one time in all his stops and I've searched, I think there was one in LSU in the, either the times Picayune or the Baton Rouge advocate, I think it's called, or one of the the Baton Rouge papers. I saw one sort of takeout kind of feature on Uh he and his, and his girlfriend, or maybe his wife now, I don't know. I think it was his girlfriend at the time. You, you just don't know anything about this guy. So by virtue of that, 
he feels like a football vagabond. Like everywhere is just his next stop to get to the next stop. And it kind of feels no different here, even though this is the top of the game in the NFL, it just feels like his time and his clock started ticking in Matt Canada till he was done here, not till there was success. Uh, from the moment he walked through the door, it was just a ticking clock until he was walking out the door. I got a text today from someone that is deep, deep within Steelers. Uh, I I, I want to protect myself here. Just someone say Steelerville. Who's, just say Steelerville. Steel, yeah, Steelerville. Why do you think Clem and the wide receiver coach left, they asked. Why do you think multiple coaches turned down the O-line spot? They all hate Canada. I mean, I also heard from somebody, the, the same guy that told me that Mark Whipple was going to leave, and this is not a secret. Everyone knows that people don't like Matt Canada. That, I mean, Canada was basically thrown out of that building at the University of Pittsburgh. And I, I realized he took the other the LSU job, and it was a lot of money. Nobody there liked him. And they had one of the best offenses in school history. Um, there, You can count on one hand the number of guys who – would sign up to work with Matt Canada and three of them joined the staff this year. Well, where's the I mean, page? Where's the thing in the media guide? Where are the players that he coached and he coached a lot of them that have come to his defense or have said, or you even see on social media when he's getting picked apart, wait, no coach Canada is a good dude or stay the course. It'll work. Like you get that with virtually every coach or even an outlier, one guy here or there. That's kind of a name. There's not been one person. He coached a football team at Maryland that he took the reins of after a kid died and they had to fire the coach, and still nobody had anything good to say about him. Right. Right. And here's another thing. A media man from another town who's very tapped in in college football circles, I was talking to him the other day. When Pitt was good and Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator and they beat Clemson and all that, he tweeted out, wow, this Matt Canada guy, this offense is special or something to that effect. He said he had three separate college coaches DM him and say, no, this guy's a joke. Take that down. You'll thank us later. I mean, and we're talking about the height of Matt Canada-ness back whenever Pitt was good and they were putting up 40 points. This is not a guy you want to be associated with your franchise. He should have been fired at the end of last year. Here he is, allowed to bring in his own assistance this year, and we're not even certain he's going to be let go at the end. Bad on you, Mike Tomlin. Shame. Shame. Up next, there's a team in the NFL that I, I feel bad for. And it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, wow. We'll get to that next. <laughs> 